Santa baby, <laughs> don't know the words, la 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 la. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody, or whatever you actually celebrate. Welcome to another edition of Are You Shitting Me? A podcast that dives into random topics that may surprise and educate you and maybe make you laugh along the way at least that's our goal for each other i'm your host aaron with me as always is my very good friend and co-host brett what's up shitters merry Uh, christmas merry christmas indeed christmas day what a special gift this is very special gift it's a it's a christmas miracle (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome everybody this is so much better than watching that yule log fire on uh, tv so exactly how's your christmas going uh it's decent yeah not too bad i can't complain very low-key How's yours? Nice. Good. My daughters are coming over uh, later today, so mm-hmm. celebrate later. So, right on. Right on. Thank right you on. all for joining us. This is AYSM Are You Shitting Me? The podcast. If you're just tuning in, you can learn more about us and follow us on uh, AYSM.show. No, that's our website. Yeah. <laughs> you go to our website. Yep. You, you can, can do, do that, that too. too. And then you can find out all about us and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, check us out on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all those good places. I'll help you out. All the places, so, thanks. Yeah, in fact, we. <laughs> it'd be nice if uh, somebody listening to this right now can go and put some Christmas greetings in our comments so we can spread good cheer with everybody. Maybe we have a Yule log. It's not a euphemism, is it? <laughs> is that slang? It goes back to our Please. poop episode, right? <laughs> it sure does. Oh, man. Oh, I'll pass on, on that. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I think we got a we got a special beer today too, don't we? We do. We do. And this beer is extra special because we only have one of them and we are doing this remotely. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the deal. <laughs> Brett came down a couple of weeks ago. We were going to record this and I was sick of the dog and he left it here and we we don't have another one. So I'm going to taste it. I'm going to tell you how it is and Brett's going to watch me drink it. <laughs> yeah. Just rub it in my face. Not cool, dude. <laughs> So what I'm drinking today is a Hoppin' Frog <laughs> Barrel-Aged Christmas Ale, Frosted Frog Christmas. It is brewed with cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg, and aged in whiskey barrels. Uh, it sounds yeah. amazing. It does. It sounds I can't so good. To... <laughs> yeah, they're from Akron, Ohio. Yeah, and it's 8.6 ABV. The description on the side reads, it's a Christmas miracle. Layers of flavors from bourbon barrel aging adds vanilla-like character, and rounds out the spices very nicely. So it ends up tasting something like a Christmas cookie. The best Christmas cookie dipped in bourbon. Oh. Yeah. Which sounds amazing. It does sound amazing. (laughs) The smells. So good. (laughs) What a jerk. What a jerk. Like a Christmas cookie, man. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Merry effing Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. I wish you were actually tasting it, man, because it's an interesting flavor. It's very spicy, almost like a gingerbread cookie in a way. Okay. Very strong in the mid-mouth and then dissipates and almost has a lot of carbonation kind of going going down afterwards. Is it thick? It's, it's not thick at all. It smells really good. I got to say, it's not as good as I thought it would be. It's not a It's not a stout. Yeah. That's, I think that's part of the issue. That's it. You know. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a winter warmer. You're it says. right. I was going in for a, a stout, thinking it was a stout, even though you said it, and I read it that it was an ale. Interesting. Let me take yeah. a taste now of this delicious 
the best beer we've had on our episodes yet. <laughs> that's not true. There's no <laughs> way that's true. No, no. It's good. It has a little bit of a soda-like quality to it as well, like a Coke vibe to it, but with a... If yeah, the adult bread. Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like but what, it. I but, like so, it. Christmas, what are we talking about today? We are talking, of course, about Santa Claus. Santa, 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 the man. Santa. Santa come to your house last night? Santa came, left a bunch of presents for me and my daughters and for my cat. Yeah. Right what about you? He did not. Did Santa come to your house? No. What a dick. I know. I set the alarms, though, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's got a way around that. Yeah, I've heard. So Santa didn't come to visit you because you and the missus were naughty. Yeah, not naughty. that's right. <laughs> Something like that. As previously discussed, this is not... Not one of your major holidays, right? Or Correct. Yeah. No, I, I could I could do with or without Christmas, honestly. You're all about Flag Day. I know. <laughs> I'm very much a bah humbug when it comes to Christmas. Now, Boxing Day, that's a big one in your family, isn't it? That's <laughs> exactly. the 26th for those who, who don't know. I don't so, even know what Boxing Day is. I've heard different suggestions of where it comes from, but it's celebrated in Australia. Shout out to our Australian peep. And then I think Canada, UK, I can't remember. But yeah, it's, I've, I've heard a, one theory was that Boxing Day, and it's on the 26th, so the day after Christmas, it was a day that the owners of the home would give gifts in boxes to their help. And that was a day that they would have off. Uh, you know, that was and the day that they made so, them box their gifts up for them. That was their yeah, Boxing they're like, Day. <laughs> wrap this for my wife. Um, I always thought Boxing Day was something literally about the sport of boxing. But uh, yeah. No. It's also turned into a big uh, celebration, apparently down, uh, like, like I said, Australia and, and whatnot. So that's cool. Now I think it is interesting in in Australia and the and the Southern Hemisphere. Christmas looks completely different for them than it does for us. Sure, um, it's summer there. But in fact, I think typically the Christmas vacation is the start of the summer vacation for a lot of people down south. So Santa typically wears shorts and. Sometimes riding a surfboard. Right. So. Has some shrimp on the bobby. I can get down with that. <laughs> do you know him as Santa Claus or do you call him something else? Or have you known him as something else at I some point? I've only ever known him as Santa. In fact, actually, I know him as Santa Claus, obviously, as a kid. That's how he is. But it was always Santa. That's a formal name. And I did some research on that. The Dutch word for saint is Santa, S-A-N-T-E. And when okay. the Dutch brought all that over here into the U.S., it became Santa is how appropriated it from there. We all know who he is, at least in our modern definition of it. He's the jolly fat man who comes around Christmas Eve bringing presents to good children and boys, flying a sleigh with reindeers and comes down your chimney and eats your cookies and milk. <clears throat> That's how we know him now. Big red suit and everything else. But he hasn't always been that happy Santa. Santa's origins comes from St. Nicholas, who lived around 270 to 343 AD. Um, he is definitely the inspiration behind Santa Claus. He was a Christian bishop from Myra, or modern-day Turkey, basically. And he was basically known for his acts of kindness and generosity, and mostly it's for children and less fortunate. St. Nick is not a saint. He's not? I found that. He's not an actual saint. Really? So why do yeah. they call him saint? I don't know. Just because he gave everything away? He was saint-like, maybe? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, not an actual saint. What so a disservice. We should call the Vatican and see what we can do about this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They'll listen. So he's considered the patron saint of sailors, though. Is, so is a patron saint different from a saint? That's a good question. 
He's Saint Nicholas no, is the patron saint of sailors, merchants, archers, repentant thieves, children, brewers, pawnbrokers, oh. and students. So Saint I, Nick has I, some deep roots in a lot of the stuff we we talk about. He's actually yeah, he's a non. I'm sorry, maybe I misspoke. He's a non-biblical saint. Does oh, that, does that change things? Okay, I, we need some scholars to. Yeah. Right in. They're not listening. Google kidding. it right now, too, and find out, but we're not going to. So if you're interested, no. go look it up. <laughs> Legend has it. Do it yourself. He once calmed a storm at sea by his prayers, which is why he was the patron saint of sailors anyway. He's said to have resurrected three children who were killed and pickled in brine by a wicked butcher, showcasing his legendary kindness and miracles. <laughs> yeah, I had seen that. That's that's fucked up. Yeah, very Sweeney's Hods. How do you bring them? How do you? I, I guess that makes it a miracle. So maybe that's why. Maybe that was one of his his miracles that he had to perform maybe. to be a saint. Yeah, I'm going to call bullshit on it these, though. I'm just going to say yeah, right these now. Butchered, dismembered, pickled kids. I'm guessing that's a story that didn't actually happen. So I'm going to call bullshit on that one. He has a reputation for secret gift giving, like slipping coins and shoes and things like that. And he was giving dowries to impoverished girls to prevent them from being sold off as sex slaves. I, I saw that. Three sisters or something like that. He supposedly yeah. gave them dowry and yeah. helped them from selling their body. I, you know what? This could be blasphemous here. I'm going to say it here. But it sounds like this guy was like more like a, a, like a mob boss walking around. I'm going to give you money for the dowry for your daughters. I may come to you for a favor one day. Here's a coin in a shoe, but what am what am I getting back later on? You know, yeah, I'll hand this out. That's right. I'll do something for you. Maybe he didn't resurrect the kids and pickle them. Maybe that was his warning. Yes. <laughs> this episode's gone way off track. No, I think it's <laughs> right where it needs to be. He died at Christmas. <laughs> he died in 343 A.D. And legend then has it that there was a clear, watery liquid that would seep out of his bones. They have miraculous powers that would help him cure stuff and whatever else. It's like, yeah. And there's a vial of it, by the way, that's preserved in the Basilica di Saint Nicola in Italy since 1087. No, I had I had read that his remains were were taken to one place, and then somebody came and stole. I saw that too. Parts of it, or yeah, and yeah. Yeah, back. spreading this priestess miracle all around the world. Like, it's fucked up. Yeah. So, yeah. origins of Santa is comes from this guy. Yeah. The Dutch had Sinterklaas, which is a celebration. It dates back to the fourth century, and it was influenced by Saint Nicholas. Sinterklaas is basically a Saint Nicholas coming out in a parade, and he's walking down as a bishop in a red robe, and he brings gifts to children. And this is usually celebrated on December 5th is when the Dutch came. Dutch did their stuff. Yeah, I know. I noticed that a lot of different countries, things are like around the 5th of December. I wonder I why. interesting. Yeah. I wonder yeah. what the 5th was and why how we why we changed it to the 25th. Or I don't know if it, when it was changed to the 25th. I didn't find any information yeah, I, on that. That I didn't see anywhere. So, yeah. Anyway. Dutch settlers, when they came to New York, they brought Sinterklaas traditions over time that merge into other traditions, obviously, because we're a big mixing pot here, and English and German Christmas figures as well, which ultimately ended up into kind of a melding of what we would say is the American Santa Claus, or the Santa Claus I think most people know now, at least in America. 1823, Clement 
Clark Moore wrote a poem called A Visit from St. Nicholas, which we know better as The Night Before Christmas. And it introduced many of the more modern Christmas Santa Claus things like the reindeer and the sleigh and yeah, things eight, like that. Yeah, eight reindeer. Yeah, exactly. Of course, never mind that there's actually nine now. Yeah, Rudolph, though, his nose... He came around later. So bright. 1860, political cartoonist Thomas Nest is credited for the modern image of Santa Claus. He drew a jolly, rotund man with a white beard and a red suit, and that was what is now considered the modern image of Santa Claus. And then Coca-Cola, all the way back to the freaking 1930s, they established that red suit, which is why it's Coca-Cola red. And it's really interesting. Our adopted color of Christmas now. Yeah, I had read that the red and white suit was not the same everywhere. I think there was a Norse god who was a precursor to Santa, and I think his suit was blue, and he had ravens instead of reindeer. Oh. But that's where the, the naughty and nice list came from, was this guy had two ravens, and they would go and, and listen uh, on the top of chimneys and listen in to see if kids were being naughty or nice or good or bad or whatever. And then, yeah, so the naughty and nice thing came from this Norse god and his ravens. That's not terrifying at all. No. Wow. I got condors that will listen to you. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> That's crazy. No, I didn't know that. Interesting. No, I, I know you know the answer to this, but it is accepted now that Santa lives at the North Pole. Mm-hmm. And it's my understanding that one of the reasons that he lives at the North Pole is because of his reindeer. The reindeer actually need the colder weather. Uh, they can't survive on the beach in Florida. They need the colder weather. And, and you know, it stays cold pretty much all year long in, in the North Pole. And this part is, is what I think you probably know. Santa's got his own town. Ah, Did you know that? Well, I know about Santa Claus, Indiana. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I don't know about any other. <laughs> have, have you ever been there? No, that's that's the one. You got I, it. <laughs> I have not, actually. I think they've got amusement park and, and all kinds of things there. Yeah. I didn't find much information about Santa Claus, Indiana, surprisingly enough, except that it was known for its festive spirit uh, and that it's home well, to Holiday World and Splash and Safari. It's self-proclaimed as America's Christmas hometown. And obviously they've got a lot of different Santa themed items there. I had read so, all the letters you write to Santa. I have to go somewhere. In the U.S., all of them are sent to Santa Claus, Indiana. The United States is third when it comes to writing letters to Santa. We write the third most number of letters. So France is number one. Canada is number two. And the U.S. is third. France is almost not quite a, a two-to-one ratio for letters to Santa. But there is a website now. Emailsanta.com is just one where you can send an email to Santa. Okay. If, you, if your kids are, are tech savvy, which, you know, nowadays eh. they're born that way. So yeah. I, I did find it interesting, some of the different names for Santa. Um uh, you know, most of them I can't pronounce because, you know, I, I don't speak German. Wachnachstemann. Yep. Which is the Christmas man. <laughs> Nailed it. I, just spit I wish I had that on, on <laughs> camera. In Italy, it's Babo Natale. Nailed it. Yep. Norway, it's Julianissen, which is, he's a Christmas gnome. 
Oh. Papa Noel in Peru, in Poland. It, it, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it looks like sweaty micolage. Uh, so <laughs> in Spain, they have El Nino Jesus. Sweaty micolage is also the Santa stripper down at the club. <laughs> That's so weird that you know that. <laughs> the United Kingdom has Father Christmas. Ah, yes. <laughs> they, they're just better than everybody else. Yeah. In in Canada, Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. I know how to, I know how to pronounce that one. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, nice. All right. So, while doing all this research on Santa, I did come across some interesting facts. Santa has to deliver gifts to 22 million children per hour in order to cover the world. That is 365,000 kids per minute or 6,100 per second. Wow. <laughs> he is a busy man. Here's something that's crazy too. If all the children left Santa an eight ounce glass of milk, Santa would need to drink 4 million gallons of milk every hour. Oh, shit. He's got to pee like crazy. <laughs> or about 137 million gallons of milk overnight. <laughs> Never mind the fact that the human stomach can only hold about two or maybe four liters of liquid. Right. Plus he's lactose uh, intolerant. Oh. <laughs> that's the worst part about, oh, great, milk. 33,000 tons of sugar. 374 billion calories and 151,000 tons of fat in one night. Wow. I don't feel so bad about my diet now. Yeah, like no, I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Which is why Santa goes to someplace warm when he's done delivering and just hangs out on the beach and hangs out. He's probably yeah. really gassy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's nice. Own, anyway. Yeah. He's on milk factory. That's weird. He does get a workout though. Ringing those bells out there. We all know the Santa bells and the Santa standing on the corner there, ringing the bell for the Salvation Army. Here. I did some research on those guys because okay. they're everywhere and you cannot go anywhere without hearing bells ringing during Christmas. The Salvation Army Santas, we all know them. We've seen them every year. They stand outside of grocery stores and, and it seems to be earlier and earlier every year. Ringing the bell and telling people Merry Christmas, and, and if you can donate, you can, obviously. It dates back to 1891 when Captain Joseph McPhee set up a donation kettle in San Francisco to provide Christmas dinner for the needy. And it's now a tradition that can be found in numerous countries around the world. Uh, the money collected by the Salvation Army Santas goes towards various community programs, including you know, providing food, shelter, assistance to those who need. So it goes to your local Salvation Army, for sure, which is why it's important to donate to that. Some unusual donations in the red kettles that people have found over the years is valuable jewelry, rare coins, even a winning lottery ticket was donated one time. It's cool. Nice. In 2016, one of the Santas in Texas received a bag of $17,000 in cash Holy for crap. a donation. That's where I put it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you can just mail that back to us. It'd be yeah. great. And Santas go through some training. The extreme They're weather. Trained? Yeah, they, they have they're trained to deal with extreme weather. This is how you jingle a bell? To, to deal with interactions with people in the public because the public sucks sometimes. When oh, amen. And how to also guard and provide safety through the donation kettle because people steal the oh. kettles, unfortunately. Yeah. Every so, year you hear about that shit. Yeah. So anyway, that's the Salvation Army, Santa. I do 
enjoy hearing those stories. Oh yeah, they got another gold coin and they're worth several hundreds of dollars or whatever. And that's great. Gives you a little faith in humanity again. A little. A day. A little. Yeah. 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 Nice. One of my favorite things to do when I was younger was to listen to the radio and get updates on Santa's progress throughout the night. Local radio station for us would keep us updated on where Santa was. But are you familiar with the NORAD Santa and how it got started? I'm not familiar with the history of it. The only thing was I I used to turn it on for Elijah when he was younger and, and say, here, check it out. You can track yeah, it. Yeah, it's NORAD Santa Tracker. There's They actually have an app now, so you could do it on your phone if you want. NORAD is the, uh, well, it used to be back in the day, CONAD, uh, mm-hmm. Continental Air Defense Command, and now it's North American uh, Air Defense NORAD, uh, which is located not far from Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, in a uh, secure location inside of a mountain, literally. And it's where they track potential incoming missile attacks onto Would you like North to America. play a game of tic-tac-toe? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to play a game? If you don't know what that is, go figure it out. Yeah. So, <laughs> we can't give you all the answers. Yeah, they track incoming missiles, and they actually track boats that are coming near uh, our shoreline. And if I understand it correctly, it's a joint operation between the United States and Canada. And so we track everything. Yeah. (laughs) And Matthew Broderick. The way that NORAD came into tracking things makes sense, because if Santa's flying all over North America and other parts of the world, we're going to have to track him. When he comes into the airspace for the United States and Canada, we will help protect him. But... And not shoot him it, down with our F-16s. Yeah. Paint, <laughs> uh, I don't know that we can keep up with the guy because he's fast. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, how's that beer? Delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Actually, it's okay, actually. I, I will do a quick check-in. I'm sorry. I did just take another sip of it, and it's it's mellowed out a little bit. It's it's not as – obviously, it's a little bit warmer anyway now, even though I had did leave it out. But – it doesn't have as much of the spice as much in my mid mouth here as I had in the past. And yeah, it's okay. All right. Yeah. I saw you taking a sip. That's why. All right. So the tradition for NORAD actually got started back on Christmas Eve um, of 1955. The Colonel in charge at, at NORAD or CONAD back then, got a phone call they had back in the day they had an unlisted number our technology wasn't so great back then sure but uh, had an unlisted number but got a phone call from a child trying to get an update on santa what happened apparently there was a newspaper ad uh, from a local store that had a phone number that kids could call to get updates on santa printed wrong it was printed wrong and they put in this unlisted number of NORAD of NORAD, <laughs> right? Oops. And she was really cool about it and was confused. And they, but they got several phone calls that evening. Perhaps NORAD and, needs to change their number from 1-800-CALL-SANTA. <laughs> Maybe that was the problem from the get-go. <laughs> yeah, right? It, it is actually now, it's 77 high 
NORAD. H I NORAD. You yeah. should call them. That's. <laughs> you should add them into our. If. Uh, it, it begins on. <laughs> we can find out where he's he's sleeping by now. This this time of day, they have something crazy like fifteen hundred volunteers that that take phone calls for for NORAD and and. They get 100,000 telephone calls from 200 different countries and territories, and most of them all happen Christmas Eve until Christmas Day. NORADSANTA.org is the website if you'd like to Did you say like they have go. volunteers who answer the calls for them? Yes. Dude, so they definitely have, a, have to call. <laughs> I dare you to call and ask them if they'd like to play a game. <laughs> Would you like to play a game? Yeah, so they have volunteers, people who are active duty military and also civilians, people who are a little bit more into spreading good cheer than we are. But, but yeah, I don't know. I always thought that was really cool, being yeah. able to track Santa. Elijah always enjoyed it. It was cool to see where he was at, and it worked out well because, oh, you better go to bed now. So. I was going to say, <laughs> it's the best way to get kids to go to bed. Yeah. Yep, yeah, good oh, stuff. Here he comes. Well, he doesn't stop there at your house if if you're awake. So, any kids listening to this? Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go to bed. If your kids are listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a good parent. No, I don't understand the discussion I've ever heard. Yeah, so. <laughs> I do know that we have some younger uh, people that listen to our podcast. Interesting. All right. I did not know that yeah. about the NORAD thing. That's pretty cool. Have you ever been to Santa? I have. When I was in elementary school for the Christmas musical that we were doing in, in school, I was a Santa. There was about six of us that came out and had to do a little dance routine or something. And okay, yeah, but never like you? a Santa where they actually come and sit on your lap and things like that. I no, I, I did. That. I did that actually twice. I've done that a couple of times actually. Surprisingly enough, the white beard helps. But I did it at when I worked at J.C. Penney. I used to. We had an open night for families, for the people who worked. Like, they would close, and then, and then the people who worked there could come shop. And it was a big celebration for all the employees and their you families a, and everybody else. You were a Penny Santa? I was a Penny Santa, yeah. And they came and got pictures wow. with me. It was fun. I did that. And, and were you a good Santa? I was a good Oh, I think so. Now, I don't know. And I just, how old were you? Oh, I was probably 25 at that point. I did another one one time uh, when I used to work... Uh, Another company. I was I was Santa for a little while too as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've done it a couple of times. It's not my favorite. My grandfather was a really good Santa. He embodied everything about Santa every day of the year. He was focused on being Santa. When people would see him around town and they were like, Are you Santa? And he would totally, Yep, but don't tell anyone I'm here. And he was the Santa for the Christmas parade. That they would put on and he did that for years nice and get pictures of him like riding on the fire truck and whatnot nice really cool yeah he totally he lived it yeah i know you had a list of how to be a good santa didn't you i did because I, I don't think <laughs> i i know i didn't check a list when i was doing a santa they didn't give time. you a list and no. check it twice i just put on oh. the costume and said ho 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 and <laughs> what do you want the first thing was get the costume Okay. Yeah, I yeah, had that. Yeah, yeah. that was a good one. So check. <laughs> so, yeah. See, there you go. Uh, get the Santa attitude. So no frowning, like that kind of thing. Like you got to say ho 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 as much as possible. Yeah, I'd say I, I had yeah. that about eighty percent of the time. I was eighty percent there. I, I imagine it's got to be hard to 
be jovial all the time. Yeah, yeah. You can't right? be jolly all the time, that's for sure. Yeah, the next point was if you're going to interact with children, make sure you do it right. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. If you it's, actually I thought it was funny. It's like if you can't understand them, simply laugh. <laughs> Kids like, I just want mom to get better. <laughs> oh, oh. Merry Christmas, Billy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. Uh, fight for your right as Santa. Which I think that Beastie Boys it was fight Beastie for your right. Yeah, fight Santa. for Santa right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But basically, it's of course I'm the real Santa. Oh, whatever. Ah, Give him candy okay. cane and. <laughs> um, yes. Then, if it comes to it, you should confess that you are a stand-in because the real Santa's busy. And so you're just there helping out. Oh. Never yell or swear or get angry at the kids. See, this is where I would not. <laughs> and that's where it fell apart for me, too. Yeah, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> no, that, that's totally uh, that would be that would be tough. I, I definitely I'm picturing like some of the moms at, at the malls just being bitches to, to Santa because I want this for do this for my kid. And no, just put your kid on my lap. I'll take a picture and you move on. Yeah, that wasn't my experience like that. I felt each kid just came up there and it was like, and it was really one-on-one -on -one time with that kid. It was like, hey, this is, what do you want? And how are you doing? And that kind of stuff. And then Have you been good? And take a photograph and that's it. Do you yeah. have any pictures of this? I There is a picture somewhere. I have to dig it out though. It's definitely buried in the attic somewhere. So I'll have to find that because it's been many years, but yeah. Right on. I will find it and, and try to post it there for us. Awesome. That'd be great. But the other one was like, make sure you have a sack full of candy canes. Ah, there you go. <laughs> candy canes? Hey, little kid. Candy canes. <laughs> Would you right. like candy cane? Would you like a candy cane? There you go. That's that's how you can be a good Santa if you need to fill in for Santa. It's good to know. I, I think I hit most of those points uh, as best as I could. So, you know, and it's awesome. what they got for not paying me. And it was a 25, you know, it was 25 years old. So. <laughs> Dude, you didn't get paid? Of course not. You're Santa. You don't get paid for that. Right. That was a volunteer thing. It was all cool. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to quickly take a trip back to this Hoppy Frog, Frosted Frog Christmas. One last sip over here. Did Seriously, you say Frosted Frog? <laughs> frosted Frog. Seriously, one of the best beers we've had on here. I'm joking. It's actually, it yeah. is pretty good. It's decent. It still tastes like a, it still tastes like a gingerbread cookie. Yeah, I, I give it like a six out of ten. Okay. Overall. All right. right Six out of ten. What's that? Three out of five? All right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. For <laughs> listen. That's <laughs> for untapped. I want to know how to rate it. So uh, uh, jerk. Twelve out of twenty. Not to keep going. <laughs> Thanks. Um I did see that in different parts of the world they leave different treats out for santa in australia and the united kingdom they leave out sherry and mince pies oh. i don't think i've ever had mince pie yeah, it's pretty good yeah swedish kids leave out rice porridge <clears throat> which whew, get me a good rice porridge and forget about it yeah. and in ireland a a pint of guinness ah nice yeah yeah i mean not a huge guinness fan but i bet it's refreshing but it's like irish Working water. hard 
So they really You're just leave it send... out a glass of water for the for the Santa. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna send the. Nope, we don't have any listeners from Ireland. <laughs> no, yet. I'm not saying I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm saying it's it's just what they drink there. That is their water. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Everybody there drinks <laughs> right. it. That's what Irish drink for water. <laughs> That's the base. Everything goes from there. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that's what Guinness means, right? It means yeah, water. That's right. <laughs> nice. Anyway, so right there you go. That was fun. That was an interesting and fun journey down Santa Lane. If you like what you heard today, you can learn more about us here at AYSM.show. You can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram and on Untapped at AYSM underscore show. We appreciate you tuning in. Once again, shout out to Hop and Frog Brewery for the frosted frog christmas ale it was tasty sorry you did not get a chance to taste it brett but it was pretty good it's all right and so cheers everybody right. cheers merry christmas and i uh, hope everyone has a really good new year we will be back uh on on new year's day i think we're going to be uh, day, doing huh? another episode Ooh, i'm excited to see this one happen uh yeah we are <laughs> going to be talking about Thank you for calling the NORAD Track Santa Operations Center. Shall we play a game?